0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Careful making wishes in the. can't be so.
1: Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels six and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Torrey Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. So know, and welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am down Garcia. And in this episode, we are going to take some questions on our Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, make sure you go and do that right now. That is halo underscore haven on Instagram. So I have the Instagram set up in front of me. Um, and we'll take questions as people start rolling in, just started going live. But until then, um, some news to catch up on. We have not done like a information type of podcast for a while. We've had guests on and stuff like that. And that's been a lot of fun. Um, if you haven't seen the most recent or listen to the most recent podcast, make sure to check it out. It's with Brandon Marsh, obviously the Angels' top prospect. And a guy that hopefully will be able to, at some point, crack the team. Uh, if not this year, then definitely next year. But definitely a guy that to look out for. And if you don't know about the prospects, he's definitely one you want to look up. Him and Joe have a great relationship, and we talk a lot about that um, towards the middle of the end of the podcast. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, make sure you go back, download that, and listen because that one's a lot of fun. So, like I was saying, this is kind of like a information kind of catch up now that pitchers and catchers have reported. Uh, we are in spring training mode. Uh, to me, I mentioned this on the last podcast. This to me is kind of like the holiday season for myself. Um, you know, pitchers and catchers, spring training tra- starts. That's kind of like the Thanksgiving part of it. It's nice, but the lead up was to Christmas. And for me, Christmas is opening day. So obviously opening day coming April 1st this year. And, but now, feel like we can finally start like the countdown for that. Now that pitchers and catchers are reporting. Um, But like I said, um, this is something that uh, I I feel like we needed to do catch up on some things. Uh, Last time we were on here was (laughs) actually the day before the the Trevor Bauer signing. So it's been that long uh, since I've been on uh, Instagram live or anything kind of like this podcast we're doing. I'm doing right now. Um, Quick shout out to Burke on Instagram he uh said I watched your interview today amazing job thank you again go back download it on uh All Angels podcast or you can go watch it on our YouTube page just look up All Angels podcast and it's there um you can see Brandon and all his uh, caveman glory uh that was pretty awesome to do but kind of now moving forward to what's going on right now and again like I mentioned pitchers and catchers are reporting but I guess One of the bigger things that happened before that was the Angels came to terms with Shohei Otani avoiding arbitration. And, um, you know, it's kind of a good thing to avoid, um, arbitration. Uh, if you guys don't know what that is, it's pretty much after your first couple years in the majors, you hit arbitration. It's your first chance to actually make some real good money, um, You know, you you kind of put out a number that you think you're worth. The team puts a number out there you think you're worth, that they think you're worth. Um, If you don't come to an agreement, then you go to what they, obviously, arbitration. Angels made uh, agreements with players across the board like Andrew Haney, Bundy, um, and some other ones. Um, The only one they didn't come to agreement with until recently was Shohei Otani. So when you don't come into agreement... Uh, kind of like I mentioned, you sit in the room as a player, the team sits in the, that same room as a player, the player puts out all, all his information on the table. say this is why I deserve to get paid X, Y, and Z. Um, and then the front office for the most part kind of rips that apart and tells you why you're not worth that much and how you, and why you're worth, um, what they think. And obviously hurt feelings can be involved in something like that. So you try to avoid that as much as possible. They went to it last year with Brian Goodwin, um, And Brian was awesome about it as far as coming out and saying it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't um, no hard feelings. But you just can't help to think that, you know, you might hear some things that you don't want to hear and kind of have those hard feelings. But the good news is the Angels avoided that. The good news is the Angels did not have to worry about that with Shohei Otani. They agreed um, to a two-year, $8.5 million contract for Shohei. So um, he's good for today or this year. He's good for next year. But that next year after that, it will be his last year of arbitration until he's a free agency. So um, till he's a free agent, sorry. Uh, so we'll see how, how that goes, and then a lot's going to be determined on what he does uh, this year and next year, obviously, this year. Uh, pitching, Madden came out and said that he is a full go. As we record this today on Thursday the 18th, he had a bullpen session reaching 90 miles per hour, which isn't bad. I mean... There were reports saying that he was hitting as high as, like, 95 in the offseason. Understandably, the Angels are probably slowly working him back, being his first bullpen session um, of the spring. So that's something to monitor. But, you know, 90 90 miles per hour isn't terrible. Again, for his first bullpen session, he's going to obviously work his way up. And if you saw the video from, I think, Fox Sports West put it out on their Twitter, you noticed a little band around his arm. Um, I guess that is a to monitor how much stress is going to be put on that elbow. And so um, that's something to watch out for because I uh, come back from Tommy John surgery and everything that happened last year. I think the angels are going to watch that closely. I do think the two years on his arbitration signing deal, the avoid arbitration is kind of a big deal in, in ways that it seems like that's the two year window right there. They're going to give this a shot, the two way player thing. In my opinion, again, in my opinion, I don't, I don't know anything for fact after that, I think if it doesn't work out the way that angels f- want it to be, then I think they will m- pretty much make him one or the other. I see them giving him a two year, that two year deal, giving him the opportunity to do that two way player for those two years and see if he can actually do it and do it at a high level. Now, if he can and, and, and he's groundbreaking and he's everything a lot of people thought he was going to be after that rookie campaign, then great. And you keep it going. But if he can't stay healthy, if he can't produce one way or the other, then I think after those two years, you are going to have to see him, um, one way or the other. And, um, you're going to see him do that and, uh, make a decision. And then that last year arbitration, you're going to tell him, Hey, you know, you're going to have to be a DHA, you're just a pitcher. And then that will kind of determine where he's at at free agency. So, um, that is something really to, to, um, look at that's something to really kind of pay attention. um, Something down here, yeah. A lot of new faces, bullpen full of power arms, too. Yeah, the bullpen has gone through a full makeover. If you guys have not um, noticed some of the um, signings and also some of the departures, I mean, you got people like Keenan Milton, Cam Bedrosian, um, Justin Anderson, uh, Hansel Robles, Noe Ramirez. I mean, some of these guys that you saw take in tons of um, innings the last couple years are gone. So, new faces in the bullpen, something to watch out for. Again, Angels had the most blown saves last year. Um, and honestly, and I've said it I don't know how many times, but if they close if they convert a third of those blown saves they are in the playoffs last year, and we could be having a totally different conversation of where this team stands right now. So you hope that they are able to kind of get that situated. Um you know, you still have guys like Ty Buttrey, who's kind of uh, who's a holdover. Um, Iglesias looks like he's going to be the closer. Uh, sneaky good closer. Obviously, hasn't did not get a lot of attention out in Cincinnati because, well, of course, it's Cincinnati. But if you look at his numbers and kind of have that mindset of he is a, you know, just a player, and you don't worry about where he came from, um, great numbers, especially in the hitters' ballpark in Cincinnati. So that's something to look forward to. Um but yeah, a lot of just it seems like a lot of new faces this in general for the Angels this year um pitching-wise and I can as we sit here I can probably pull up the roster and go through a couple of them um you know, especially the ones that kind of caught my eye during the off-season cuz you know, I don't think they had a huge splash off-season. Obviously, you know, you see the Jose Quintana, Alex Cobb, that kind of stuff it doesn't it's not sexy. But you know, you you add some kind of depth, and you have to see how it goes. Um, but I mean, you still have Felix Pena, Jose Quintana, like I said, uh, Patrick Sandoval. Hopefully, some of these guys—Jose um, Iglesias, Haney, Cobb, uh, Alex Claudio—he's uh, got a infection that I heard a couple days ago. So that we'll see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of names that are going to be interesting um this season out of the bullpen and i like kind of what they were talking about too as far as giving getting guys that have different arm angles and signing those guys kind of like uh tampa bay was last year if you ever watching if you ever watch uh the world series that was kind of like one of the main things they talked about guys coming at different angles and a pitcher or a batter never getting used to it because again the guys are kind of one innings and and gone um so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, again, we're taking questions here. We'll go first question uh, on our Instagram at Halo underscore Haven. It says, will Halo Haven be making a trip to spring training this year? Um, unfortunately, because of some circumstances, um, and just kind of the whole COVID thing, honestly, in general, if you've been to Tempe, if you've been to spring training in general, you understand how cool it is to go down to those bottom fields and see some minor league players, some guys that you might know practice and, and have that kind of really, really, uh, interaction with them close. You can, I mean, it's like going down to high school fields. You're that close to them. And also to seeing the guys practice before game in the main stadium and just seeing guys go through workouts. Well, that is gone this year. Um, because of everything it's like, literally they're going to let you in for the game and then they're going to kick you out just as fast. So, um, you know didn't think me and my wife obviously were thought about it we did not see the purpose of going and spending all that kind of money and then not getting the full kind of um experience if you will so uh not this year unfortunately but definitely definitely next year everything's go back to normal hopefully we will be out there and we will have to make up for lost time but um we will move forward now another question is there any player left on the market that could be a game changer for us I don't think I don't think a game changer I don't think those guys I think those guys are gone I think the the last game changer to sign was Bauer and you saw what he got for uh, from the Dodgers and just by the way angel fans how does it feel to be kind of uh used as leverage it seemed like but honestly I kind of figured that would be um the whole thing the reason why he was posting the way he was the Way he was interacting with fans was kind of a leverage play, but yeah, what was that last player that was on the market that could be a difference maker for any team, not just the Angels? But um, you do have guys on the on the market. Order Rizzi, I guess, is still out there, and he can help. But um, I don't think there's anyone out there right now that used that the Angels can sign, and you're going to be like, okay, they they took the next step. I, there's no one out there right now. Uh, Rosenthal signed today with the A's one year, $11 million Um, would have been a great bullpen arm would have been awesome. But obviously the reports coming out that he really wanted an opportunity to be a closer this year um, and to kind of reset his value going into next year. He's only, I think he's in his early thirties. So if he goes to Oakland, closes out a bunch of games is productive. um, He can get a pretty good paycheck next year. And honestly, if he were to come to the angels, um, even if they did offer the same deal, um, getting that closer job would have been a lot harder with Iglesias kind of – I mean, the Angels haven't come out and said it and they probably won't come out and say it until like opening day and he's coming in for the ninth inning. But it, it just seems like that's going to be the closer. Iglesias is going to be the closer and, um, you know, uh, um, Rosenthal probably didn't want kind of like an easier path to that or saw more save opportunities from the Oakland A's who just lost, like we mentioned before, Liam Hendricks. Um, the A's also signed today in the morning. Um, uh, Mitch Moreland, I believe, the DH slash first baseman. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. And which brings me to my next topic, or just kind of off the top of my head. Next week, we are going to be talking with um, Martin Gallegos, the beat writer for the A's, Uh, And we're going to preview the A's. That's going to happen Tuesday on our YouTube channel. It will be out on podcast form Wednesday morning and then come back Thursday and we are going to talk about um, what we think about the A's. I'm trying to get Chris on. Hopefully we get him on and we can talk about the A's and where we see them this year. So we'll start our AL West preview uh, again, with Martin Gallegos, the MLB.com beat writer for the Oakland A's. And we'll start from there. Um, again, pretty busy. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what they, what he feels they can do this year. They've lost some guys. Obviously, they gained some guys today. And if, see if that makes a huge, um, a huge dent for them or a huge, uh, up boost for them. Uh, can't believe we haven't heard anything about trade discussions for Harmon Marquez. I am not surprised at all. Um, there's no, no, there's no real reason to make a trade right now of that magnitude. Um, you make that trade right now, you're still not guaranteed anything. You kind of want to slow play it. Um, if you're in contention for a playoff spot, a high end wild card division, then you can really start seriously talking about them. There probably is some little discussions here and there, but as far as serious discussions, I don't think so. Um, because then you're more, you're more guaranteed about certain things. So I am not, I'm not. I'm not really worried about the lack of trade talk right now. It feels like people are just happy to get into camp and, and get going. So um, is Stasi going to be a consi- uh, as consistent as he was last year? You know what? Uh, Max Johnson asked that on Instagram. That's a really good question. And honestly, between Stasi and, and Walsh, um, those are the two biggest question marks I have coming into this year. If they can repeat what they did last year, um, Stasi is coming back from an injury, so we'll have to see how that plays out. All um, reports early on is that he's going to be the starting catcher with um, Kurt being the backup. So he will definitely have the at-bats to either prove it one way or the other. Um, but I think the biggest thing with someone like Stasi is that you can't overreact to the first month, two months of the season coming back from an injury like that. Um, hopefully you can, and if you can, that's kind of that extra boost because when you have Stasi out there, you're not really um, – expecting him to be, like, a huge offensive force in that lineup. But if he can produce that at, from, like, I'm, I'm guessing maybe, like, the seven, eight, nine hole, somewhere around there, um, it, you'll definitely take it. But time will tell. And, again, coming off an of injury, but I would not overreact by anything, you know, with that. Um, and this is kind of piggybacking off of that. Um, do you think Pujols gets a lot of ABs this year or splits with Walsh? I think the initial. I think they're initially going to try to split with Walsh. I can see him breaking the team, or breaking camp with the team. Um, but I, I honestly think Walsh is going to have to show something fairly quickly to keep it, um, you know. But the same thing. I can say the same thing about Albert. If Albert struggles, they might just him being the last year of his contract. Say, hey, thank you, but we have to move on. in here, let's give Walsh more at bats. So that's gonna be something really interesting to see. I personally want to see Walsh get more at bats. If you're going to t- ask me how I want to see that split at first base, um, I'm all about like maybe like a 65. Um, was that 35? I'm not great at math. Uh, split for Walsh and let you know Albert obviously going to have to DH with Otani pitching um, with Otani pitching. Uh, um, every what six day now they have so um for for the at-bats that albert loses playing first he'll definitely get um at dh and again we'll have to see how that goes if he starts quick if he you know looks his age which is very possible we'll see how that goes which one which one of these pitching prospects do you think gets called up first um uh, the pitching prospects are young, man. I mean, Reed Detmers is probably the easy pick there because he is a little bit older. Chris Rodriguez is still fairly young. Um, you still need to see both the guys in actual games. Um, with the season, minor league season not happening at all last year, none of these guys have got any at bats or not at bats um, innings throwing against pretty much live batting. You know, like yeah, we can't, we kind of talked about this with Brandon on my, on the last one and his perspective about going against teammates and going against guys over and over again. It's great, you know, you kind of get used to it, but it's not the same thing as going against a guy in a different uniform. The adrenaline's not there, The, the you know, all that stuff isn't there. So it's going to be really important to see these guys get to a minor league field, get to a minor league mound, and, and see him produce that way. But I think the easiest one, I guess – to say we'll be called up 1st We'll probably be re-Detmers, but I'm not looking for that to be in the first, you know, month, two months, three months, four months. Like that's probably going to be, if injuries don't, if injuries don't come into play, that might not happen this year. And if it does, it'll come at the end of the year. So something to look out for. But yeah, I mean, I think that's the easiest one. Um, and then again, to who you think wins the closer job, Angels are notorious for not coming out and saying who is going to be the closer until, like I said, until he gets the ball in the ninth inning, and then, okay, well, I guess that's the closer. But uh, Raziel Iglesias, the one they picked up from Cincinnati, I think he is going to be the closer, hands down. At least he will get the first shot at it, um, and I can see him doing very well. Because like I mentioned before, if you know what he did in Cincinnati, he did very, very well. So, um, you know, that's kind of catching up a little bit again we have um some new some new faces again some news that came out today um we have taylor ward playing catcher or practicing at catcher which i think a lot of fans wanted to see that um last year i was wondering if he ever could go back to it and if you guys don't know the history of taylor ward he was drafted out of fresno fresno state as a catcher played probably about a season and a half in minor league ball as a catcher before getting um, shuffled over. I believe he went to first base at first, and then he went to the third base and then outfield. So pretty much he hasn't had a solid position since he made that transition. With the Angels' kind of lack of prospect depth at that catching position, a lot of people wanted to wonder, were wondering if he could ever make the move back. Angels were very hesitant to do that or even kind of mention it to a point where I think last year when – um, they mentioned I think on some, some telecasts where um a catcher got hurt, the backup catcher came in, and then they were kind of like mentioning, "Oh, you know, so and so uh, and David Fletcher would be the backup emergency catcher." And a lot of people were wondering, "Well, why not Ward?" And it looks like that's kind of what they're trying to do now is make him even more of a utility guy. Again, he can play third. I don't think he can do it very well. Same thing with first. Um, but he seems to kind of have a spot in the outfield rotation somewhere around there. And that's going to kind of be a battle um, for that fourth outfield spot um, or even the third, honestly, uh, outfield spot. But looks like he's going to be catching a little bit during spring training to maybe try to see if he can still do it. Um, the rap with him was that he wasn't a very good catcher as far as defensively um, new personnel, new management, new everything since that decision was made and change that. Um, but the catching position is really hard to master. Like uh, you talk to anyone that, that talks about scouting, you talk to anyone that talks about kind of development of players, and they always say catching is always the hardest position, not only to kind of project and see how a person is going to do, but kind of scout it because it, there's a lot to it. There's there's obviously working with, catcher, or working with pitchers, and that's just something that I don't know necessarily if you can just outright say a person has it or doesn't. So it's something you have to actually see. I'd like to welcome our newest sponsor, eBay sneakers from rare dead stock to the latest releases. You can find the exact sneaker you are looking for on eBay as the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is the place to go. If you want to cop that pair that you've been eyeing and with eBay's guarantee a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they are sent to you. So you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. And for you sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. With other sites charging as much as 25%, you're going to have a ton of extra cash left for, guess what, more sneakers. Check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. Again, that's ebay.com slash sneakers today. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And just around the corner, we have MLB baseball. BetOnline covers everything from award shows, TV shows, and even reality TV. Real-time updates, odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. This is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.
1: Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.
0: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
1: But the Angels have had a lot of moves, especially in the outfield. Uh, Dexter Fowler, last time I was on here, it was in the Dexter Fowler signing. And with Joe Madden mentioning that he would love to see Joe start the season in AAA A a lot of people obviously do the, do the line saying that, okay, well maybe Dexter Fowler is that third outfielder. Um, offensively has not been great, but a guy that Joe knows and obviously feels comfortable with. Um, you also have some, uh, other guys that could, you know, uh, a couple other signings they had with minor league invites and they can kind of fight for, for position. And that, like I mentioned, like the fourth outfielder, um, spot if they are not ready to bring Joe up. But, um, you know, Joe Adele, Brandon Marsh, those guys are definitely the future, but I, I really like the idea of keeping them down in, in AAA until they're absolutely ready. I've said it before. Um, I was happy to see Joe up, you know, it's good for him getting that call up and experiencing all that stuff. Um, I felt it was a little rushed just because there was no minor league season. Like I would have loved to see him go to AAA Salt Lake for a month, two months, three months, and then get brought up. But because of the situation no minor league teams were playing um why not let him get some at-bats against actual MLB pitchers that he has not seen yet and, and let him kind of work through his struggles we see him struggle now he's got a taste of it now let's see him change adapt and and hopefully work at it and come back better and and I hope you know they don't rush him I hope that he's able to mature um down there same thing with Barrett I hope they don't rush him either um but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see how everything goes in, during this spring training. But, again, really looking forward to um, seeing these guys play baseball soon. And, I mean, you know, some people are kind of hemming and hawing about the season, about the roster, about what, who or what they didn't do this off season. And I'm in the boat where it's um, completely fun, man. I, I am looking forward to it. Sign me up. I am dying to see some kind of baseball happening. And with, I believe, let me look at the schedule, pull it up. I think their first, yeah, their first spring training game is Sunday, February 28th against San Francisco. Um, But that's when it's all going to start. And and people that have watched spring training before know that you're probably not going to see a lot of the main guys yet. Um, Usually those guys happen. I think it's like a week after they'll start getting more regular playing time and then towards the end of that spring training they will play even longer but it'll be a lot of fun to get out there um as a fan i recommend just kind of looking up prospects looking up those other guys on 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 the roster on on the on what's the word i'm looking for um uh you know in the organization that are going to get playing time that are going to be out there for spring training because in two or three years you, you might see him in the majors and you might be like oh i remember him in tempe or i remember him down in arizona uh it's crazy hard to get fox sports west i've heard that from a couple people um luckily for me i have spectrum and far as i know we're good with that um crazy part is that fox sports west i don't know when they're gonna make the change but they announced it a little while ago it's gonna be like the bally's sports network or bally's sports or something like that something crazy and yes the bally's that is in vegas with uh looks like they're leaning a little more (laughs) towards the gambling aspect which you know for for some fans some people some friends that i know they're gonna really enjoy that um um, we'll, we'll see how that goes it's hard because it, because it's where I live. Yeah, that sucks too. That that, that kind of stuff determines on where you're at. Um, you know, and I guess this is one of the biggest things for MLB too is that when fans are out of market, it, you know, you're going to spend crazy money to try to get that team you want to watch, you know, through their app. I mean that shit's expensive. I'm flat out. Like I've looked into it for um I had a brother that used to live in Arizona. He would look into it when he was out there before he moved back to California. And it just sucks that MLB has not been able to somehow grow the game that way to get it out there and easier to more people. Um I think that's that's something they have to look for as far as growing the game that way is making it easier for people to watch the teams they want to watch and watch the games they want to watch. You know, if the angels are off and you see a, a huge matchup, you know, let's say, you know, Yankees versus, you know, the White Sox, because the White Sox should be um, pretty legit this year. Um, I would love to see that. But if you're out of market and it's not on one, you're, you're, um, you know ESPN and one of the national brands, you're not going to be able to watch it unless you pay a crazy amount of money. So that sucks. That That is definitely something that I wish MLB would take seriously and look into and try to spread the game that way. Um, it looks like the rules are kind of almost going to be the same as last year, and I've I, I seen a lot of pushback on that. I guess the one big rule that people are pushing back on is obviously the runner starting at second base. I understand it, and kind of like what I said last year, I don't mind it. I wish they would start it, though – like in the twelfth inning, thirteenth inning, give the teams the opportunity to kind of win it the right way with, you know, with normal stuff. Um, but you know, it looks like that's going to be there. The seven inning double headers I like. Um, it's quick. It's quick. You know, I, I kind of like that. It gives a different kind of feel to it. I'm not so old school that I need nine inning games all the time. Um says, yeah, I moved from the IE to Arizona, and the MLB app is a lifesaver free with T-Mobile, too. There you go. There's a free plug for T-Mobile. We are not sponsored by T-Mobile, but if anyone from T-Mobile is listening, hit us up. DMs are open. But going back, uh, rule changes. No word on the universal DH. I was kind of hoping for that. Um, I like the universal DH. I think that's something that's eventually coming with the new CBA. Um, hopefully next year, the current one ends at the end of this season. Hopefully, there's not a strike. Hopefully, there's not a lockout and the players and the owners can come to some kind of agreement fairly quickly because honestly, um, this game doesn't need a strike right now. It's like the last thing it needs. And, um, if 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 you listen to a lot of different like national podcasts like ESPN or all that stuff, um, the sad part is it kind of seems like they're going down that road and it's just very unfortunate that it looks like that. But that's the last thing they absolutely need. Um, three pet uh, three pitcher minimum looks like it's still going to be around. Um, that will be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, so those rules are going to kind of stay stay around. I, I believe the they're going to expand the roster by a player. I think they kept the twenty six man. Uh, roster. I think they're going to have taxi uh, uh, squads, which is going to be really interesting because um, if you follow social media, if you're on social media and you're an Angel fan, you're, there's a probably a good chance that you're also following um, their minor league teams. The Salt Lake Bees is a triple A affiliate this year and has been for years. Their double A affiliate is a Trash Panda, uh, the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Last year was supposed to be their first season, this year it looks like it will be. And obviously this big switch that happened this year for us local Southern Californians, um, the high A affiliate, the Alien Empire 66ers got, you know, demoted or whatever you want to call it, um, to low A and the Tri-City Dust Devils, Dirt Devils, Dust Devils, um, they're up like in the Washington area that up there is now going to be the high A. So they got promoted to high A, the Alien Empire 66ers got demoted to low A, um, but it looks like if you follow those guys online, they've all put out schedules. Now, what that means is look, looks like we're going to have minor league baseball to, I mean, it's going to be hard to cover it if we're not able to go into the stands. Um, we'll see what happens as far as letting fans in. Um, well, we will be reaching out to our Inland Empire contact hopefully soon and seeing where we stand as far as press if you've if, You've listened to this podcast forever, or if you've been on our Instagram before, you know that when it, everything was normal two years ago, we've got great access to the Island Empire 66ers. We got post game interviews with rehab star players. We've gone on the field. We've gone, you know, uh, in the dugout kind of uh, content for you guys. And shout out to Steve Went. Thank you very much. Um, now with this new kind of coronavirus, COVID nineteen aspect to it we're going to see where we stand if we can still get that kind of access or something along those lines maybe just at least get into the stadium and cover it that way but something for us to look forward to and obviously we will spread the word once we know for sure where we we're going to be with the alien empire 66ers low a affiliate you probably won't see people like reed detmers in there which sucks because he'll probably start either at high a or double a right off the bat but with the high school Draftees, um, Warren Blakely, oh, we interviewed him two weeks ago. There's a good chance we will see him there, um, and those younger guys, Deshaun Knowles, a good chance we'll see him there. So again, if if you live in the Inland Empire, you live around San Bernardino, you were able to get to those games. I'd highly recommend um, kind of brushing up on those younger guys because there's a very good chance you'll see those younger guys in Inland Empire and then kind of see him grow through the system, which is always for me. Some of the funnest stuff I've ever done is just watch guys grow. Um, obviously, we had the Jemai trade that happened while we were gone. Um, that sucked. That, that that was crap. I didn't like it. That was personal because um, you get to know them, you get to see him develop, but you understand why they did it. Um, uh, just tuned in. What do you think of the rotation slash lineup looks like? Well, I'm not going to be the guy that's like, I would put this guy in the four hole because he does this. Like, honestly, if you're going to go down through the lineup, um, I think it's kind of easy. I mean, I think everything's pretty set except for that outfield. But obviously catcher because Joe Madden came out and said it. Stasi is going to be the starting catcher with Suzuki uh, backing him up. Um, and then obviously DH, you're looking at Otani. First base is probably the biggest thing you will see. I said it before, I would love to see Walsh get more at-bats than Albert, but it looks like you're going to have some kind of a platoon there. Second base, um, obviously David Fletcher, which is kind of weird. I look at him right now on their Angels app. They still have him listed as a shortstop, but I guess he's a little – he's a man that can do so many things. Why not? But obviously second base would be David Fletcher. Shortstop would be Jose Iglesias, the pickup they got from Baltimore. um, I have heard someone kind of refer to him as like a um, Anderson Simmons Light. Good defensively, obviously not to that level, but offensively you can kind of expect the same thing. Um, third base, Anthony Rendon. And, Anthony, if you're not familiar with it or haven't heard, uh, Anthony Rendon, Mike Trout, I think Rendon was, what was he, six? and or ninth, something around the line for the top 100 MLB. Um, top 10, he was top 10, put it that way. He was top 10 on the MLB ranking of players, and also Trout, obviously, Number one. So, uh, two top 10 guys in the Angels lineup will obviously help, but he'll be be third base. And in the outfield, kind of like what I mentioned, it's going to be really interesting. Obviously, you got Mike Trout in center field. You're going to have Justin Upton in left field. No matter how many people don't like it, he's going to be there. And in the right field, that's where it gets interesting because now you can put Dexter Fowler there. You can put Ward there. Um, you can get one of these non roster invitees there, um, can compete and, and maybe get it. But I think that's the matchup of the off season if you're looking for or the spring training, sorry. Um, to, to kind of finish the lineup is that third outfielder and where it's going to be because I think everything else and you know I mean I I don't see a big competition anywhere else honestly. You know, they already mentioned catcher you could have said catcher could have been a competition with Suzuki but um we'll, we'll see about the outfield and 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 you know on here, you're right. If, if 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 Justin Upton can be healthy, he, he can produce. It's just That's a huge if with Justin. It's been a huge if for the last like three years. And when he's healthy and he gets things rolling, he had a very sneaky, good end of the last season, which for a player like him was really unfair. You look at last year's uh, numbers, very unfair to judge him on because as an older player, it might take him a little bit to get going. I mean, 60 games is not even half of a regular season. If he continues that kind of role that he started at the back end, the last month of the season, you can see a very, you could have saw a very productive Justin Upton last year. So hopefully with a new 162 season coming up, you're able to get more of that kind of stuff from him. And and we'll see what happens there. As far as rotation, you know, obviously you have the kind of uh, uh, obvious ones. You got Bundy, you got Canning, you got, Haney, I think those three guys are just are are locked in no matter what, unless something crazy. And again, obviously with health, Shohei is going to be in there for like that six guy. Uh, You can see Alex Cobb being in there for depth, and then Jose Quintana. Those kind of me kind of look like the the six. Was that six? I think that was six guys that are going to get the opportunity to start uh, when the season starts, and then. Obviously, I'm thinking you're going to see either Bundy or Haney with the opening day starter, probably depending on who's the most healthiest, who's the most stretched out, who's the most ready um, between those two. And, again, opening day March 1st, um, I don't know about you, but for me I treat it like a holiday. I take the day off. Um, Whether it is I got a call-off, whether it's I can get the day off, I'm taking that day off, and it's the same this year. Um, But we'll see how this plays out. Again, not a lot of – you know, not a lot of big moves this year, but it seems like a lot of sneaky depth, depth play for the Angels. You got to hope it pays off. Um, but, I, you know, I, we'll, we'll see what happens. But with spring training, I'm not even worried about if this guy's going to pay off or that guy's going to pay off. I'll, I'll worry about that when it gets closer to the season and when the season starts. Right now, when pitchers and catchers report, I'm just happy to get baseball somewhat going on and, um, in my life and you know get back to that kind of routine of putting a game on and and, and sitting down and watching it and like i said um golden road going to be open i don't know i don't know i mean they have a huge outside patio area and it would be awesome if they opened it to something like that but i i, I don't i don't know i don't know um been there a couple of times it was a lot of fun when i went there but Golden Road is right there, right across the street from Angel Stadium. If you're not familiar with the, with the area, um, it would be an awesome place to watch the game. And like I mentioned, huge outdoor patio. Um, would love to do like a pregame there one day on the podcast. Uh, maybe you start getting a little more subscribers, you know, tell a buddy, uh, get us a little more, uh, uh, notoriety. We would love to reach out to people like that and see if we can do like a live podcast pregame. Um, so to kind of recap, um, we are going to start our AOS preview next week. We are talking to, I'm talking to Martin Gallegos, the Oakland A's beat reporter for the for MLB.com. Um, that's going to be Tuesday. You can watch it live on our YouTube page, again, All Angels Podcast YouTube page. Subscribe, set an alert so you'll know when we start. And then the podcast will come out right after um, the next morning and then we will be back that next day or not next day but thursday and i'm gonna try to get chris hopefully he can work out a schedule and we can talk about the oakland a's and then anything else that kind of have happened with um angels between now and then because by then you'll have a full squad workouts so you'll probably get more information about some uh competitions that are going to happen and then you know we're into it man twice a week this is our first twice a week pod um in a while, but kind of from here on out, we're looking at two times a week um, with the previews coming up this month and next month. And then once the season starts, I mentioned it before, um, doing one early in the week, um, like Sunday-ish, Sunday night after. Because obviously those, a lot of those games are going to be like twelve thirty starts, 12 o'clock starts. We can bust one out right after. And then another one kind of midweek, Wednesday, Thursday, depending on how um, – the schedule is if there's like an off day on Thursday, we'll definitely record on a Thursday. Um, but definitely looking forward to all that going going on. Uh, let's go. There's another one that says, "Do you know if Angels are allowing fans in the stadium? I've heard 25 percent capacity, 25 percent capacity. So mainly season ticket holders and many plans. I don't know. The Angels Stadium probably would love to have people there, but I do not think." That's their call right now. Obviously, the government, the California governor, and all that—those people that make that decision—that's probably going to be on them. But I am sure on—I'm sure that they are have some kind of a plan set. But yeah, I would think maybe you know, season ticket holders are going to get first dibs. That's why I'm kind of going to slow play it and see how it goes. And if I can get tickets for you know a game down the road, then great. I'm not going to try to overpay tremendously. Maybe a little bit but not tremendously to get into the stadium this year. Um, but hopefully we're able to get to maybe a couple games this year. Um, especially if they kind of follow the plan that they have out in in Tempe, um, they're selling quote unquote pods. So they're selling tickets in two fours and sixes. And those people are going to be seated around each other. And, you know, it's kind of like you sit up, you go get something to eat, you come right back to your seat. There's no kind of walking around. Um, how do we get Jose Mota to replace Ro- or how do we get Jose Mota to replace Rojas? I don't know. That is a that's another question that we probably won't know until they usually don't officially announce their broadcast team until like mid March, late March because they sometimes, especially Gooby, he'll go out to spring training and and, and do some games. Um, the early part of the games are usually simulcast. Like they'll have Terry Smith and um, and. Uh, uh, Jose Mota do the radio and um, TV like at the same time, and then Goobie and those guys come a little bit later, and so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But um, you know, Jose Mota, if, you know, if he gets the job, then that's great. Another guy that we know here that we're very familiar with at Halo Haven and All Angels Podcast. Um, still, we are working on a live with him um, coming up at the beginning of March uh, to do something like this, a Q and A with him. So um, look out for that. We'll probably be posting information about that pretty soon. Um, and one more thing before I wrap up the podcast, you might've seen it on our Instagram, but um, if you haven't definitely go check out our Instagram at halo underscore Haven, we are proudly and, and honestly, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun um, going to participate in the inaugural world pod classic. Um, it's a fantasy baseball league organized by the guys at Sunday Leaguers, um, Sunday League Podcast. Uh, check it out. Uh, they're guys, they're kind of more of a general kind of baseball stuff, but you know, uh, they're based out here in Southern California. Uh, check them out at Sunday League Podcast on Instagram. Um, tagged them in our, our latest post about the, about the, uh, fantasy baseball thing. So it's pretty much, you know, a bunch of podcasts, baseball podcasts. Some of them are team-specific. Some of them are just kind of general um, MLB podcasts. About, but kind of talking to these guys, and we kind of have a private chat going. A lot of guys are representing their team that they like, um, that they grew up with, or they live by. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Again, so the inaugural World Pod Classic, um, you know, organized by the guys over there um, at the Sunday League Podcast. Check them out. Again, Sunday League Podcast. Um, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. You know, I, like I put it in, in our, uh, story, I'll try not to suck, but, um, you know, man, baseball is hard. Fantasy baseball is hard it's every day. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, those guys, uh, those guys from the Aztec League, right? I, from the Aztec League, I don't know the p- specifics of their league, but, um, they're cool, man. Like you listen to the podcast, they had one that just came out today. Um, they kind of talk about the first part of their podcast, talks about the league and, and all that stuff. So, um, I'll probably be jumping on their podcast. We'll probably have those guys on here. And then we might even – we even might have some of the other people that are playing and kind of talk a little fantasy baseball here and there, a little segment um, here and there talking about fantasy baseball. But, again, so that's going to wrap up this edition of the All Angels podcast. Again, we'll be back Tuesday on our YouTube page. Subscribe to that, All Angels podcast YouTube. And we will be talking to – we will be talking to uh, Martin Gallegos. Oh, I don't like why forgetting his name. Martin Gallegos. He's been on here so many times. Sorry, Martin. Um, about the Oakland A's, and we'll start our AOS preview with him. Um, and then we'll come back and talk about it. But we are in it. Pitchers and catchers reporting. The full team workouts are coming up really quickly. Spring training. I can't wait. This is going to be a lot of fun. Again, spread the word. Help us get this bigger and, and going and, and get more fans connected, not only through our podcast, but our Halo Haven page on Instagram and on Twitter. So, I am Daniel Garcia. This has been another edition of the All Angels Podcast, and we'll talk to you later.